the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for counterculture. Are you tired of how divided we are? Let's find the peacemakers. Think everyone is mean and selfish? Let's talk to those who are helping us all be more loving and caring. Think our culture is going downhill? Let's meet those who are helping us flourish. And now your host, Jonathan Sanborn. And hello again. Thank you so much for tuning in to Counter Culture. I am Jonathan Sanborn. Uh, the, your host, uh, yeah, I just, I get, I, I love what I do. I love that I get, I just, I get to meet people and I say, could you come to my show? And most of the time they say yes. <laughs> and so that's a pretty good gig because I, that means I get to pick awesome people. And yeah, as, as you know, the show, it really counterculture is about being really ultimately about being like Jesus going against culture, but not in the way that often we think of going against culture, but going away and build, helping us grow in compassion helping us grow in peace and helping us grow and building up the culture itself. And so in a, in a world that's divided, we need more than ever uh, rebellious people who are peacemakers and compassion builders. And so today I have in studio here Jody Whitehead. Welcome, Jody. Thank you. Thank you for having me, John. So you, you have an alias, Joe. Can I call you Joe as well? You, yes. you answer to yes. both? Both of them is okay. fine. Whatever it takes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you. <laughs> that works bro, too. not bro. That's no, my no, kid. No, my daughter. My daughters call me bro <laughs> sometimes. I'm like, I, I'm your father. <laughs> so she's the development director of Living Hope Centers in the White Mountain of Arizona. Uh, the White Mountain Mountains. The White Mountains. Okay. She and her husband of 26 years moved from the high desert of California after their three children finished school and moved out. Um, along with her job, she's also a Christian comedian whose stage name is Joe Whitey. And just for our listeners, you are also a white person. I am. Okay. I am. I am a honky. You, she's a honky. She is white. Wonder bread. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Things. So there's two white people talking, from, but from the White Mountains. I sense a theme of whiteness about this. There is. There is. There's, okay. she's, <laughs> she's dedicated to bringing clean humor to all audiences. Performed it out of state as well. Arizona, Indiana, Arizona, and Las Vegas. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have so much to talk about. Okay. I can't wait. But before we get into the meat of this, we like to do like a little like appetizer, a little comedic appetizer. We call it fake news. Okay. Where I, in all my wisdom, I get to discern what is true and not true. You name two things about yourself, and I try to guess which one is true. Okay? So I'm ready. I'm bracing myself. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Let's, <laughs> Let's do, it. do it. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So I think I listed them to you, right? I know. Oh. So, so explain. You tell me. I, uh, you wrote them down, but I, I don't even need to. I didn't even read them. You just got to tell me. Okay. I need to look at them. Oh, I, I don't deleted even, them. I don't even remember. Oh, oh you okay. deleted them? Okay. I deleted them. All right. Them. It's okay. okay. So we have to ad lib. Let's see, because I came up with a few. Um, all right. Here they are. Let's see which are one's you, true. Are okay. you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. okay. I have lived as far away as Europe. You've lived in Europe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Or 
I have been an extra in a movie, and my only line was about a hamburger. One Okay. Let's, let me try to discern the, the details here. Okay. Lived as far away as Europe. Okay. So I'm saying that's fairly possible. You, could, you seem like a continental type person. Okay. But it was vague. It was, it was just the continent rather than specific to a country. But you were very specific about this. So I'm going to say that Europe is fake news. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really I, good, I'm John. telling you. I'm impressed with this. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know. Okay. It may be second career so, as an FBI <laughs> agent. You uh, Maybe. I can't. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you that. Oh, have you thought true. about that? So you might be an FBI <laughs> I can't, agent. I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that I have any association <laughs> with the Federal Bureau of Investigation, Central Intelligence Agency, or the okay. uh, the NSA. But I think that you are a good contact to have. <laughs> I, yes, I am yes. a good man to okay. know. I know lots of people. <laughs> trust me. All right. <laughs> I even have connections with Amazon. You would not believe the data I have in my head. All right. Unbelievable. Wow. So NSA, so so second tier compared to Amazon, what okay. they know. Oh, so. good to know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but the other one, your other fact that's interesting is what? The other fact. What was, what was the other thing you said? You, the first, the second, that was true. Okay. This. What else is true? Um, I I have had a f- hobby farm. Okay. This is so. This is like a third one. I no, guess. no. What no, your second one that was true? Okay, the second one that was true. I have been an extra on a movie set. Th- that's what I'm sorry. Okay. I just slipped my this mind. Is what okay. we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. What were you telling about the extra and the hamburger? Yes. Um. I was. My daughter was in a a little B movie in the high desert. Okay. She's a thespian. A thespian. And it was a movie about um, <laughs> aliens called Goofors. Okay. And because I wasn't going to leave her there alone, I was there the entire time, they said, hey, why don't you be an extra? And so I had to talk about a hamburger. So oh, okay. I, it, that's a true story. So and you're, yeah. Are you officially in the Screen Actors Guild now because you had a, a line? I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I had to sign some sort of a waiver. Oh. So. <laughs> that was extra production costs. I know. But it was fun. I had fun. It was a great experience. So, so. you're – See, that's what the great thing about this. We get to hear about you being an extra in the high desert in a B-movie. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and that you also work in the pro-life movement. Oh, okay, this is exciting for me. This is very is exciting it? for me. Yes, okay. I love it. Uh, what, how did you get involved in being pro-life? Okay. Let me tell you, our, our clients – are usually young women who are scared and afraid okay. because they have found out that they're pregnant. They don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't have support. You know, Maybe someone's pressuring them to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. I was that girl. Oh, that was you. Mm-hmm. At 21 years old, I found out that I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And the man that I thought that I was going to marry, that I was in love with, when I told him, he said, let's get you an abortion. And I was devastated. Mm. But I did have the support of my parents. Thank God for that. Mm. And they said, you know what? Have this baby. You're going to be with us until you you can be on your own. And so thank God for them because my son was one of the greatest gifts Mm. that God has Mm. ever given Mm. me. Mm. I can't imagine my life without him. Wow. And he turned 30 in August. 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So I am just so grateful. But that's why pro-life is such a great passion of mine is I've been there. Lived it. I want to be that support for these young women. Mm -hmm. I want to give them some options. So when they say, you know what, I can't feed a baby. I I have kids. I can't afford another baby. Mm -hmm. I can give them some options. I can give them some resources. Right. And because I was them, Mm. I can minister to them in a way that someone else couldn't. Someone else couldn't. Yeah. So... And you, your your own story tells something about that, in a sense, disarms the idea that it's just a woman's issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you were put under pressure by a man mm-hmm. to get the abortion. Right. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the man oppressing you. And, and it wasn't the, um, I don't know, the patriarchy telling you to keep the, the <laughs> to keep the baby, right? But it was actually the idea that there was, there was this pressure and you decided that you mm-hmm. chose to stand with your family instead mm-hmm. of the boyfriend. Exactly. And when I gave birth to my son and I held him in my arms for the first time, mm-hmm. I looked down at him and I totally understood for the first time in my life the gift that God gave us with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Really? And okay. Really. And so that yeah. changed my faith. That changed my walk. It became a real thing. Mm. So tell me what that was like. Like you saw, did you see, the, the, seen this baby just said Jesus was the son of God or how, how exactly. and what? That's exactly it. So I understood mm. the sacrifice that God made for wow. us. Yeah. So wow. it was a uh, transforming time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a hard time. Sure. Lonely. Um, it wasn't just um, this man that I loved that wanted me to have an abortion. It was my friends. Right. You'll never amount to anything. Right. You can't support yourself. How could you support a baby? You'll never finish school. All these attacks. And mm. you know what What they were saying? There was some truth in that. Right, right. You know? And I think the enemy always works that way. He always gives us just a, a little, little bit, bit of, tr- of right. truth in his lies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to work fear in our lives, in our hearts. So. So I love the idea that this isn't just some a, a good cause. This is part of your own story. It is. And I think God often uses our point, places of deepest pain to bring, allowing us to use, then be a source of greatest healing in the lives of other people. Yes. So I love it. This is so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of the reasons I do this show is just that kind of that kind of story. And so this place now, so this finds you now in Living Hope Centers. And so tell our listeners about Living Hope Centers. Okay. Um, I'll try to make it short. It, it's kind of an amazing uh, ministry. It's a pregnancy resource center. We have three, one in Sholo, one in Springerville, which is right next to the New Mexico border. Oh, wait. Okay. Uh-huh. And then a third one in White River. Okay. And White River is the only pregnancy resource center in the nation on tribal land. Oh. So Naomi Cole is our pregnancy uh, resource director there. Okay. She is um, a Native American herself. So she can minister to her community mm. through her culture in yes. a way that I couldn't. Yeah, sure. As a white person, right. that, you know, Wonder Bread, I couldn't do right. that. Right. No. Nope, nope. uh, so um, I'm excited that she is a part of that, and she is able to be with those women. So we also have a thrift store. We call it a boutique. But okay. That is the only money generating mm-hmm. part of our ministry, other than fundraising and donations. Mm. And um, the exciting thing about that is that we also have a maternity home. Wow. And the, yes, the maternity home and the boutique are both in Sholo. 
And what we do is if a woman comes in with children, she's in a homeless situation, she has to go through an application process. But it's a really holistic um, treatment plan. Mm -hmm. It's for a woman to be able to become financially stable. So employment opportunities and skills. So we actually put her to work in the thrift store boutique. Okay. And she learns life skills. She learns job training. She gets a resume built up. And we require that she saves 80% of her income that she makes so that when she's done with us, she can go out on her own. Oh, fantastic. And we have had uh, women save up for an apartment. We have had uh, a woman save up for a car, just bought it outright. We had another woman who purchased a mobile home, so she doesn't have to worry about rent anymore. Wow. Yeah, it's a great program. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's that kind of, I don't know, hardcore is not the right word, but like this, the, the, the very involved, necessary work that needs to happen mm-hmm. in order to help really a life change. Because right. it's not just going to be, here's a resource list and see you later. It's right. really uh, walking and right. loving and living it out with these women. Right. Oh, that's so encouraging. Yeah. Great work. I'm, I'm super encouraged. And. And so, and you're, and just so for for our listeners who don't necessarily have a geography of Arizona, this is sort of small town, remote uh, east eastern side of Arizona that maybe doesn't have a lot of exactly. resources. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There, are, um, in the winter time, there's about twelve thousand people who live in Sholo. Okay. It doubles in the summertime. A lot of people come from Phoenix and vacation homes. Try and get to a cooler place. Um, I want to talk just a minute for about the pregnancy resource center, if that's okay. Um, A couple more resources that we have is that we offer um, parenting classes. If a woman comes in and takes a parenting class, she gets to earn what we call boutique bucks. Okay, and she can purchase with what she's earned and she's learned. Okay, uh, food. Baby food, diapers, formula, wipes, and we have an, an entire little boutique in the Pregnancy Resource Center dedicated to clothing mm. for children. Okay. So. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, but it gives that provides dignity. Yes. That's not just a. I mean, it's, it's there are times when you just need to give things to people, yeah. but there's a, something so much more when you feel like you've earned something and you're buying and providing for your own children. Exactly. Exactly. What we like to say is we're a hand up ministry, yeah. not a hand out. Not a hand we out. Wanna, yeah. We want to further them, give them an education, and and give them some, you know, some skills that they might not have had. Uh, the guest on my show uh, just before the show was also mentioned hand up, hand out, but also hand oh. across. Oh. That you're also walking with, and that's and you're doing that too. You're actually walking with this person. Okay, I'm going to steal that. You're going. Then. It's, I, I, it's like triple gonna, triple hitter now. Like yeah, totally. I'm use it, so use just all. let him know. Jody's going to use. But, that. Yeah, and you're walking <laughs> with. I love that. Um, okay. So if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Counterculture with Jonathan Sanborn. We have Jody Whitehead here uh, from the development. She's the development director of the Living Hope Centers, and so just a great conversation to hear, hear about the amazing work that you're doing in really an underserved part of our 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 state. And even actually, the idea that you actually have a pregnancy center on a tribal land is is amazing. Uh, I made about four years ago. I visited um, uh, some, tri- some tribal land uh, when I was working with the state, and I thought I was going. It was so different than anything I had ever seen in Arizona. It just was completely. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, absolutely so different and so mm-hmm. very eye opening. Yeah. And that's so important that you're there. Um, super, it's awesome. So, but so we're going to change gears a little bit because. Okay. 
by day, you're this you're loving, caring person who's doing loving, living hope centers <laughs> and doing this great work. And then by night, you put a, a, a comedy cape on and you go, you're a comedian. Whenever possible. <laughs> I, I roll up my sleeves and I love to make people laugh. Okay. I, I just love it. How did, where did that start? Well, I think I think that any comedian, there's a mixture of trauma yeah. and, yes. and abuse and a neglect, yep. yeah. and that's just how yep. we deal with it and cope yeah. with it. Yes. <laughs> the alternative is, is just uh, not something that I can yeah. face. So we just turn that trauma into laughter yeah. and, and choose to laugh at things. And see things in a different way. That's super important and it's quite <laughs> profound. I mean, I actually tried stand-up comedy for a little while at you some cl- clubs, yes. Okay. And, but it was interesting. When I met – when I hung out with the other comedians, they were kind of depressed people. <laughs> and But they and didn't they- have this hope like I do uh, and behind it. So I just – I all thought, I don't know if these are the guys I want to hang right. with all the time. Right. You know, I'm, you know, maybe if God had called me, I would be. But – yeah. Um, but it was so it was insightful to spend time with stand up comedy yeah. some comics for quite a while. So you're right that there really is that there is a connection between comedy and tragedy. And there pain. is, there is. Yeah, like some of the funniest people that we know often have very like Robin Williams or someone had mm-hmm. per, real these things that he was fighting with or he did, he you did. know all that. So so you just like you've always loved telling jokes. And making and, people laugh. And yep. where did you get what? But where was your platform? You know, well, for one, you're with your friends, you're getting banter. Well, yes, family, friends, yeah. uh, co workers. Sure. Um, so definitely that. And so I've always been writing. I got to stay at home with my kids. Uh-huh. And so I'd like to say that I am a recovering stay at home mom. Recovering stay at home mom. Okay, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. It is no joke. No. Oh. It, it's no joke. But uh, uh-huh. so during that time when I was home, Focusing on my family and being with my kids and available to them. Right. I just spent a lot of time writing. Okay. Taking classes, comedy classes. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and I want to say to you, you know, there's a clean comedy um, movement going on right now. Right. So you might want to jump back into it, you know, put your toes in the water because... I, I love it. I absolutely love it. There's some what dry bar. There's some other group like out of out of Utah absolutely. and some other some other stuff that I I think it's such an untapped. It's a huge need. People yeah. are so, have such demand for. It. They want that so right. much. Right. So yeah, I I hear you. And so where do you go? What so what is the where what's your venues now? Where do you? Okay, I I am choosing now to be a little bit pickier, um, okay, because there is a lot of blue comedy, sure. which is like the dirty stuff. Sure, I don't want to be a part of that. You don't have to do blue. I tell everyone that. <laughs> I, that it grieves my spirit to yeah. even be in that situation, right? And I feel like that's not where God wants me to right. be, right? Right. So my audience is, you know, churches, uh, women's groups, women's retreats, that sort of a thing. Yeah, that's what I love to do. Um, but I have done some Vegas stuff again, very blue, and I just decided Decide, can't do it. it. Yeah, can't yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. I just can't. Um, but I, so there's a story. There has to be a story. You're <laughs> this nice Christian gal going to Las Vegas in a club. Gosh, what was that like? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I had I'd been doing some Zoom comedy with a particular okay. person who won. A pretty prestigious comedy okay. thing. I'm not going to say his name. 
But <laughs> I had been doing Zoom with him and uh, Zoom comedy for, for a while. Okay. And I just didn't like the material and the sure. content. Sure, Because even though I wasn't doing that, I felt that I am condoning it by being a part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord really convicted my heart not sure. to do that. So I decided, right. oh, I'm not going to do That's just too dark. So my husband and I went to uh, Vegas, and I found an open mic at some place called the Silver Nugget. Okay. And um, I'm surprised I walked out alive. Oh, really? <laughs> if you look it up, the Silver Nugget has uh, quite a uh, reputation. I don't know. It. Yeah, I don't People know. People getting shanked in the parking lot. Really? And shot and stuff. So it was very adventurous. Uh-huh. I'm glad I did it. Uh, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do it again. So, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so glad I didn't get shanked. I'm, I, I, I tell my guests all the time, yeah. I'm so glad I didn't get shanked. <laughs> Not I too truly often. am. Yeah, I yeah. didn't get shot. Uh-huh. I told my husband, I said, you know what? I feel like I need a T-shirt that says, I survived the silver nugget, and oh, I didn't okay. get shanked on the back. Yeah. Yeah. I need one. Yeah. I'm going to look for it. So, yeah, yeah Whitey comes. <laughs> And they can shank Whitey. Everyone who wants, who doesn't yeah, want to shank Whitey? I kind of right? want to now. I'm like kind of feel like I had an opportunity. I'm glad there's a big desk <laughs> between big us. Guess. Y'all I have can't just so see much it, rage. But there's like no. three feet between us. I'm so happy right oh, now. Oh no, no, no. So okay, you where do you, you? It says where do you find your material? But I think, you, well, you, you had your kids. Mm-hmm. Family, but where where else? Kids, marriage, kids, life, kids, marriage, people, life. It's, yeah, people. I mean, just funny things. Yeah. Just I am a magnet for funny things happening. I went to I went through Starbucks, okay, and ordered a coffee, and, and the lady said, "Would you like a breakfast pastry?" And I said, "No, thank you." And she says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> and then I got to thinking <laughs> yeah. about. It. I'm like, maybe I'm not sure. Maybe yeah, I want that self- breakfast pastry. That's a challenge. And now I'm panicking. Should I get a chocolate croissant? Should I get a a pumpkin? You know, it, yeah. just funny things just happen yeah. all the time. And I think the more it happens, the more you're aware of mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I think as a comedian, you just have that mindset right. of there's material yeah. all around me. So when something funny happens to me, well, I just write it down. And I'm sh- like, this is going into a bit. Yeah. There is. I think yeah. there's there's some sense that people think life's a joke, but I think that's wrong. But I also think that laughing at life and even some of the challenges of life is so healthy. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes churches, I mean, maybe the, the pastor gives a little side little thing or, you know, for a little humor. But in, in the sense of like, as a Christian, have you thought like, how does making people laugh make uh, f- reflect your faith? I'd be really curious how how you thought that through. Um, I, you know, I have a life first that that God has given me a couple. Mm -hmm. One is that He takes um, ashes Mm. and He turns it into beauty, and Mm. He gives you the oil of gladness. He exchanges that, Mm -hmm. and so I really feel that you know things that have happened in my life, bad choices, regrets, Mm -hmm. you know, trauma in my life. Mm -hmm. God uses that to give me compassion. And he has given me this spirit of joy. Mm-hmm. And I believe that he has anointed me with that. And mm-hmm. um, the other one is um, 
that God has given you the spirit of gladness above your companions. And Mm -hmm. I do believe that's, you know, that's another life verse for me. So it's really, I think, a gift from God um, to give me that desire to just pull someone out of just a sad situation and just be able to lift their spirits, Mm -hmm. make them laugh just for a few minutes. To me, nothing makes me happier. And make, making someone else laugh. Well, maybe chocolate. Chocolate. Chocolate, maybe, you know, that's pretty high on the list. I, but, I, but uh, you know, laughter. That's the top. Okay. I'm going to have him on my show again. We're going to have fond, chocolate fondue together <gasps> and then crack jokes. You have a and chocolate fondue? <laughs> well, I know people. Oh. Like, like I said, I know people. That's yeah, right. That's right. That you happen. have contacts. <laughs> and the FBI. Yeah. They've got a chocolate po- and, fondue, and, fondue pod in their break room. And well, that's not the FBI. I have contacts very high up in the, the French food industry. Oh, you do? No. I'm, I'm coming back, man. I'm coming back. <laughs> we're, we're dipping into the chocolate fountain with the strawberries, <laughs> cracking jokes. So clean comedy, we need that. I yeah. think, well, one is that we, in life we need to be, have to find the, the, the joy of the Lord is our strength yes. and finding the joy in the midst. Of not It's not denial of our circumstances, but in the midst of we can li- still find that joy. But also that our our society in, that's so seemingly divided and so angry mm-hmm. to bring like wholesome, real, authentic humor into the middle of that right. I think is really important. Yeah, I think so too. So Whitey – I'm, t- I'm just going to call you Whitey. You call me Whitey. Call me I Whitey. love it. I <laughs> love it. Yeah. Whitey, you can come on my show anytime. I would love that. Okay. And so I'm. I, I, you didn't bring me anything when you showed up. And so next time I'm expecting something chocolate related. Okay. There's not chocolate in here, but I do have some stuff for you to look out later. Oh. I have a t-shirt for you. A t-shirt? Yeah. yeah. Is it chocolate? <laughs> a chocolate <laughs> no. t-shirt? Is it edible? No, it's not chocolate. Not- well, No. You could try. <laughs> let's, do, let's see what I'm going to put it in my mouth and see what happens. So, okay. Joe, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. And Living Hope Centers, how can they find out about it? Well, you can go to livinghopecenters.org. Living, okay. Mm-hmm. If ever you're in the Sholo area, please give me a holler. Oh, okay. I would Fantastic. love to give tours or have you look around. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Really appreciate you. God bless you and your ministry. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Counterculture is made possible by Care Portal, helping local churches help children and families in crisis. Sign up you and your church today at careportal.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.